the most competitive guy. I, I mean, I would throw in Michael Jordan, Isaiah Thomas, oh, yeah. Kobe Bryant. It's basketball. It can't be, you know, you, you can't overthink it. Hello, everybody. Terry Foster here, and uh, I feel estranged from the rest of the world. I cannot make a phone call on my cell phone. I can't accept a phone call. I cannot text, and nobody can text me. So, weird world, uh, weird times and everything, and uh, we're hoping uh, my uh, broadcast partner, Jimmy King, and maybe Maz are here. Who's here today? Who do I have? Hey, there he is. Oh, look at you. You got a little polo on today. Looking cute. You're frozen. I think you're going to have to log off and log back in there, James. You are frozen today. But today is just a strange day, and it's not just because of my phone situation. Um, you know, one of the damnedest things I've ever heard of, or I've heard of in a long time, is these domestic terrorists in the state of Michigan, my state, by the way, want to kidnap the governor, take her to Wisconsin, put her on trial for treason, and then I don't know what they would do. But, it, you know, according to the uh, FBI and authorities, they had IEDs to blow up a bridge so the authorities couldn't get to uh, her home. And um, I think one of the things as quiet as is kept we up here in the north, in the state of Michigan, we like to think that we're sophisticated. We're above all the stuff in Mississippi and Florida and all those stupid southern states. Our state is whacked. We got some knuckleheads in this state willing to do anything just because you disagree with someone politically. You disagree with the way someone is handling uh, our state. You disagree with someone who's handling COVID a way that you wouldn't handle it. She's going to kidnap my girl, put her on trial. I don't know what the punishment would be, but it just seems asinine to me. And here's the, here's the thing that's scary. And I know I shouldn't base life on Twitter, but, you know, I kind of posted it on my Twitter account. I got a couple people like, so? I'd do the same thing. Or, you know, she sort of deserves it. Uh, you would think people would be outraged by that, and, I, and a lot of people are, but not everybody. You know, we can kidnap the governor and people will cheer. President gets COVID and people cheer. Um, I got sick and people cheered. We're fucked up. Not just because you cheered me getting sick, but there, there is something wrong with our society and it really bothers me, and I keep hearing from people, don't let it bother you. But this isn't the world that I grew up in. And maybe it is. But this stuff has changed, it's different, and I don't know what to do. Do we have Jim? No Jimmy King yet. Mass, no mass. But anyway, that, that was disturbing to me, and uh, just wanted to get that off my chest. Now, I have been enjoying my evenings uh, with baseball. And here's something I haven't seen during the playoffs. I've not seen runner on second, one out, batter at the plate, 
nice crisp single to, to left field and the run scores. No one scores on a single or a double anymore. It's all home runs. Uh, you know, I was watching the Yankees in that game. They, well, they have a seven or eight home runs. It seems like there's nothing but home runs. And I know that was an issue during the season, but it seems like it's really crazy here during the playoffs. Now, am I enjoying it? Yeah. I, I, I like home runs. Chicks dig the long ball, and so does T. Foss. So I'm enjoying watching it, but not the baseball I, I grew up watching. It's just really, really, really nuts. But I'm going to continue to watch, and uh, and I know our friend before us, Maz, is going to be all upset, but the Dodgers are going to win this stuff. Uh, and I keep hearing, well, San Diego Padres have a shot, and maybe they do, but they'll gag on it, losing six or seven games. Uh, probably should win. We'll find a way to lose. That's my thought of the San Diego Padres. So uh, I think the Dodgers are going to win this stuff, and uh, we're going to keep seeing home runs after home runs after home runs. Um, I've, I've been in contact with a bunch of people who are either Lion fans, former Lion fans, or lying to me about being former Lion fans. And they are very upset about the state of the Detroit Lions. One and three after four games this year, three 12 and one last year, and two years ago, which was the first year of Quinn Trisha together, a whopping six and 10. That's been their highlight, a six and 10 season. And um, I, I sense frustration from Detroit Lion fans. Um, I sense resignation on their part. And they're wondering, what is wrong with this team? And when I hear that, it's usually from younger people. Younger people are still outraged, like, man, what, what is up with this team? I can't believe it. Older people are like, dude, I've seen this over and over and over again. I'm really old. The things you're bitching about to the Lions today in 2020, same thing people bitched about the Lions in 1970, 1980. And it kind of diminished a little bit with Barry Sanders. But uh, I posted something uh, the other day that at age 32, um, before then, I thought I would see the Lions in the Super Bowl. But at age 32, it finally hit me. I will never see the Lions in the Super Bowl in my lifetime. And somebody shot back, well, yeah, no, you're lying because they had Barry Sanders back then. And they did have Barry Sanders for 10 years, and he won one playoff game. And here's the other thing that even with Barry Sanders doing the great things that he did, here's what the Lions did. You have to understand this. Lions, you know, a lot of football is played between the 20-yard lines. When the Lions got inside the 10-yard line, you know who they took out of the game? Barry Sanders. Because they said he went east and west too much and he wasn't a, a touchdown scoring machine, even though he finished with 99 touchdowns. They took Barry out of the game. Even if you believe all that, you don't take Barry Sanders out the game. What better decoy can you have than Barry Sanders? Yeah, I gave up hope when they had Barry Sanders. Because when they got into the red zone or uh, midway through the red zone, they took my man out the game. 
that is a losing organization. That's a losing cause. So that's why I gave up hope at age 32, even though Barry Sanders was on the game, in you know, on the team. Um, and I've been preaching this all week, and I'll continue to do this before the bye week is done. Matt Patricia should be replaced as head coach. Quinn should be gone also. You may as well clean house. You may as well get a new regime in here. I think it's what the majority of fans want. It's definitely something I want. It seems like the only ones who don't want it are the Ford family because they're very cautious. And and I'm telling you, if the Lions, I'm not even going to use the word hot, but if the Lions become a decent football team this year and finish 7-9, and nine, it's the last thing you want as fans. Because guess what? We already know these guys are not going to bring a championship to Detroit. We already know they're not going to make the Lions a competitive team year in and year out. But um, they will bring them back. They will bring them back at 8-8, eight and 7-9, eight, and, and say, you know what? We had some bad luck this year. We got off to a bad start. We believe in Patricia. We believe in Quinn. That's the last thing you want. So if you're a Lion fan, here's what you should pray for. That your team just sucks the rest of the year. So you get a high draft pick. And you have to hope that um, this team is smart enough to bring in a young quarterback um, to replace Matthew Stafford. And, and I, I have said this about Matthew Stafford. I don't blame him solely for what's happened with the Detroit Lions. That if Matthew Stafford was with the Bears, the Vikings, or the Packers, he would have multiple playoff wins. His biggest detriment is he plays for the Detroit Lions. But I will also say this. I think the man is bored here. I think the man is checked out a little bit. He needs a fresh start somewhere else. Been here for 12 years, has zero playoff wins, and his play is regressing. And I don't think he's regressing because of age. I think he's regressing because he doesn't believe in this coaching staff. Now, he's going to tell you Patricia's the right guy. He's going to tell you it's on the players, not the coaches. He's going to tell you that if you bring Patricia back another year that we're going to get out of this, blah, blah, blah. He'll tell you all of that. Because that's what players do. A football team, and uh, do we have Jimmy King there? And a basketball team there? It's like the mafia. Everybody says the same thing. It's never the coach's fault when they're in trouble. You have to stay in lockstep to keep a united front. Now, I, I'm convinced players say things they don't believe in because it keeps the heat down. And I think when... Um, all these players on the Lions say, yeah, Patricia is not the problem. He's a very good coach. We believe in him. They're doing that just to keep the heat as far down as possible. I don't think uh, Stafford believes in his offense. Uh, I'm, I'm convinced that defensive players don't believe in their scheme. Um, Andre Diggs and uh, Darius Slay basically told you that. 
And if you think they're the only ones who believe that, I got some oceanfront property to sell you up in Canada. Um, other guys believe the same thing. And they've had discussions about this scheme. They've had discussions about this coaching staff. They've had discussions about how disgusted they are with the Detroit Lions. Um, so it's, I, I think uh, Patricia has lost this team. Uh, these guys don't want to play 60 minutes of football. And one of the reasons is they don't believe in their scheme. They don't believe in their coaching staff. That's what I see. Now, nobody's telling me that on the side. I mean, I've gotten that type of information from Lion players in the past. I'm not saying I'm getting it this time, but just from what I see, that's what I believe. We've already had a mutiny. We've already had a, a mini mutiny, and it wasn't really reported. Like I go back to Diggs and Slay, all the unsavory things that they said, uh, when you look at other players who just say, you know, just get me out of here. I don't care where you trade me. Uh, I don't care if my contract expires. Just get me the fuck out of Detroit. Um, that's a mutiny because they don't believe. If you don't believe in coaches, you can't win. If you think your coaches are subpar, you can't win. If you're in a scheme that does not maximize your talents, you can't win. And I think that's exactly what's going on for the Lions. They'll pick up, pick up some wins now and then because even bad teams in the NFL, you win now and then. This is a bad football team. And I, they've been bad from day one. They were bad during the offseason. Um, let me ask you this question. Who on the Detroit Lions would you pay to go see? That you're like, man, this dude is spectacular. This dude is special. This dude is somebody that I'm going to go out of my way, shell out 100, 200 bucks to, to specifically see him play. Who on this team is like this? I would love to know. Jimmy King, are you there, brother? Are you still frozen? He might be frozen. He's got a bad internet connection. So we're having bad internet. There's something going on here because um, I used to be able to get my internet away from home. I can't do it anymore. My phone here is just pretty much dead. I mean, there's still battery life on here. Let me see how much. I got 74% battery life, but I can't get the internet. Can't do text. Can't do phone calls. This is the first time this has ever happened. What in the hell is going on with my phone? I thought you could always make phone calls unless you didn't pay the bill. You pay the bill. Uh, my accountant is my wife, Abs, and uh, she's always on time. In fact, she pisses me off. She sends bills out too early. I mean, they're, they're due the 20th, and she's got that bill out the, the 5th of the month. So, so I know that's not the problem. But anyway, um, my other thing today is about the NFL. Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans got into a little bit of trouble because they did something that I would do as a player. Uh, I understand they had COVID tests and their practice facility was shut down. Uh, 
They uh, were not supposed to play. They weren't supposed to get together, but they did. Players organized uh, workouts at a high school, and now they're in trouble with the NFL. Um, if I were a player, I would have done the same thing because the NFL is so competitive. Let me just not, not just the NFL, but pro sports is so competitive that you can't sit on your ass for two weeks and expect to come out and be competitive. This is not going to happen. You got to stay sharp. You got to practice. Even if it's just informal workouts, you got to do something to keep yourself in shape, in sync, mentally focused about trying to win football games or even basketball games or whatever. Um, I would have done the same thing. They would have me in COVID jail too. James, you there? I see that he's in here, but he's either frozen or cannot speak. So, um, you know, I, I'm not going to fault the Tennessee Titans. Now, folks, let me um, warn you about something that's about to happen in a few days. LeBron James wins this next championship. We're going to hear the whole LeBron James versus Michael Jordan argument, which I am sick and tired of having. Um, it, it's sort of like the political debate with Joe Biden and Donald Trump. We've already made up our minds. We've already chosen sides and nobody's going to change their mind. LeBron versus Michael Jordan. We already know what side we're on. We're not changing our mind. We're sticking to it. But that whole debate's going to creep up again because LeBron James is going to add another title in a watered-down league, and then people are going to, some people are going to say, oh, I told you he was better than Jordan. Look how many championships he has. Look how many assists he has. Look how many points he has. Look, look where he is on the all-time scoring list and playoff scoring list and stuff like that. To me, it doesn't matter. Um, I think Michael Jordan had a much tougher path to championships than LeBron James. When he was in the East, what teams did you fear? Boston Celtics a little bit had the big three. Um, you only feared a team that had LeBron on it. The rest of them were garbage. And in fact, you know, two or three teams with below 500 records would make the playoffs most years. Um, now, when you look at the West, well, let me see. Golden State isn't Golden State. Houston is a team that will never win a championship because it's a bad mix. Oklahoma City has been decimated. Um, uh, you know, uh, Kevin Durant got out. Um, Westbrook got out. That's a team that can't win. What other team do you look at in the West, which is the strongest division in the league, and you say, oh, my God, this team is really good? Nobody. You know, what they do, they're stat busters. They put up a lot of stats and shoot threes and don't play defense. There is no team in the West that is a title contender. Now, the one that I was told was the Los Angeles Clippers didn't even make the Western Conference Finals. Their coach is gone. Now, Doc Rivers, you know, I don't know if he was fired or just left or 
there was a mutual parting, but he's gone. He's with the Philadelphia 76ers now. So LeBron James has got an easy pathway. And some people, I'm going to call out my boy Rob Parker, swore to us the Miami Heat were going to beat the Los Angeles Lakers because he compared the Lakers of this year with the Lakers of 2004. Here's the thing he didn't, because the Pistons in 2004 were the least talented team, um, and they were supposed to get, you know, supposed to lose in five or six games. But here's the thing he forgot to say. Um, the Los Angeles Lakers of 2004 were unfocused. Kobe Bryant was unfocused. Carl uh, Malone was old. Gary Payton was old. Um, I got the pleasure of going out to interview Laker players prior to them playing the Pistons in 2004. Before I went out there, I was convinced the Lakers were going to win. After talking to players and hearing what they were saying, changed my mind. I was convinced the Pistons were going to win. Now, I didn't think they were going to have the Pistons sweep in five games, but the Lakers didn't even know who they were playing. They talked about when they win, uh, when they beat that team. They, 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 they didn't fully understand the Pistons. They didn't know uh, what type of lockdown defense they played. They didn't realize that Chauncey Billups was a dangerous guy. They didn't fully understand Rip Hamilton, that he was kind of a uh, a poor guy that hoped to uh, be like Kobe because they, uh, they kind of, when Kobe wasn't in Italy, they kind of grew up in the same area and outside of Philadelphia and Pennsylvania and stuff. They didn't know who they were playing. This team, Lakers team is focused. Anthony Davis hasn't won anything. Uh, LeBron James pushes you to want to win. And um, so I, I think the whole mentality of we got to win this, we better win this because we're the better team, um, has carried the Lakers to where they are now. And um, so, yeah, they'll win this and we'll have the debate. Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant, I'm an old school guy. Uh, as far as people, as far as um, who do I like better, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? I'd say LeBron James. What guy would I want to listen to more, Michael Jordan or LeBron James? I would say LeBron James. But who was the baddest player on the face of the earth in his prime? I'm still sticking with Michael Jordan because the dude was – I mean, you could say he was athletic, but – he was acrobatic. He was the most fluid player I've ever seen. LeBron James, probably the, the best combination of athleticism and strength of any player I saw who didn't play in the post, like Moses Malone and, and uh, Wilt Chamberlain and people like that. But as far as playing that 86 feet of basketball, uh, pushing the ball up, initiating offenses, making people better. I, I still say Michael Jordan. And I even debated about putting LeBron third because of Magic Johnson. We don't include Magic Johnson in that conversation. I think it's a big mistake. You need to go back. For people who didn't, get see, who didn't see Mike, uh, Magic Johnson playing his prime, you need to go back, 
YouTube this brother and watch the way he played ball. I, I said that uh, Jordan was um, artistic. Um, magic Johnson was magic. He was magical. He did things nobody else can do. They wouldn't allow six foot nine guys to play point guard. He blew that blew that out the water. Uh, point guard is the most important position in basketball to me, and he's the best point guard in history. So I I, I thought about flip flopping LeBron and Magic, but go back, watch this dude play, and don't just watch the highlights. Watch him play in a game from start to finish, and tell me that the Magic Johnson shouldn't be in this conversation also so anyway i am out of here we have another king and foster coming up in about three minutes come and join me and we'll find something else to talk about oh would you feel safe going to a football game if the lions are playing they allowed you in ford field would you go we'll discuss that coming up on king and foster on nrmstreamcast.com <laughs>